It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We dive into the quarterback picture in Washington following the selection of North Carolina. Sam Howe finish our grades of the Commanders 2022 NFL Draft class, and we look ahead to rookie minicamp. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and we are available on all platforms, including YouTube. So shout out to all of you looking at our ugly mugs right now. We thank you for making us your first listen or view every single day. I'm David Harrison covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medher show on the team 980 covering all things Washington and even national sports when they when they warrant the attention. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show and on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at Locked On Commanders. Well, it's at LO Commanders actually on Twitter, so you can find us over there. Chris, you know, I, we haven't dodged it, right? We've been going kind of in order, first round, second round, all those things. There was a little bit of a break there. I, I brought in uh, North Carolina offensive coordinator Phil Longo to give us his insights into Sam Howell. But now we're going to dive into our thoughts about the next draft picks on the list. Percy Butler, Sam Howell, obviously is one of them. But look, anytime the quarterback is going to be part of the conversation, we got to lead the show off with the quarterback conversation. I was on Rio Robinson's podcast. Uh, yesterday, he we had this conversation a little bit, so let's just pull the Band-Aid off. Is there a quarterback controversy right now with the Washington Commanders after drafting Sam Howell? And if there's not right now, when could there be a quarterback controversy brewing? Yeah. Uh, first of all, David, I'm tempted to uh, make comment about our ugly mugs. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should. Uh, after meeting you in person uh, this past weekend and getting a look at that goatee or whatever yeah. you call that, I would say I would say you're more debonair in person than I than I even thought you were. I mean, I appreciate I, that. I, I sort of shaved the other day for you, if <laughs> if, if, if that makes. Uh, you and the YouTube listeners, uh, watchers, I should say, uh, happy. But uh, on a serious note, uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, good spot with uh, Coach Longo there. Um, you know, and, and, and look, I, I said this to you on Saturday, I think maybe, you know, like, like off camera or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, immediately I saw on Twitter amongst the fan base, oh, there's going to be a quarterback competition. Oh, there's a, oh, Sam Howell's going to be the star. Oh, da, da, da. oh, here we go, Sam Howell. None of that. Yeah. None of that exists. It's not happening. So let's rule it out right now. And I think Ron Rivera essentially did the same thing Saturday evening when you and I last talked to him. And you'll get a chance to talk to him again this weekend and see Sam Howell in person at the rookie yeah. minicamp. We'll get more into that uh, as we go along here. But I mean, here is the bottom line they did not trade an, uh, literally an army to get Carson Wentz 
all right, maybe not literally an army, but you get my point. They yeah. did not take on that contract. They did not trade the picks that they did. They did not bill him as QB1 and all this stuff to then bench him at the start of the season for Sam Howell. A fifth-round pick, yes, who should have gone earlier. Yes, we all understand he fell. We understand some of the reasons why he fell. We're going to get more into that. The bottom line is, is there is no quarterback controversy when it comes to Sam Howell versus Carson Wentz. My question to you as I turn it around, is there any sort of controversy, quarterback battle, whatever you want to call it, between Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell? Honestly, I don't think there is. I don't really think there's a whole lot of battling going on or confusion as to the quarterback room. Uh, from the on the inside of the organization, as much as maybe there's there's just sexy discussion on the outside, and, and don't get me wrong, I mean I see the the allure of the conversation, and I understand why the conversation has to be had. I took a lot of kind of the memes and tweets to be just a little bit more in jest, I think, than than anything. And as is usual on social media, we forget that there are, are human beings on the other side of, of those tweets and those memes and and all those things. But again, Carson is has been in the business for for quite some time, and obviously there's a reason Ron Rivera called him and and let him know that pick was about to happen before it happened because he knew uh, the firestorm that it was about to stir up for a short period of time. So I think everybody's just going to take this thing in stride, and I think at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is your QB1. That's what he was brought here to do. That's what Ron Rivera, like you said, reiterated to uh, to us after the selection. So that's what he's going to be. Sam Howell is going to be a young guy uh, who's going to come in. He's He's been underdrafted, right? He's been drafted a lot lower than, than the value uh, they probably had on him. And Taylor Heineke is still a guy with a full season a starting experience under him with now what six years I think it is now uh, in Scott Turner's system and as limited as he might be as a quarterback on the field if push comes to shove and, and most likely you're talking injury knock on wood that doesn't happen you're gonna go with the guy that has some experience before you throw the rookie just into the deep end of the pool uh, in the National Football League even if you're facing the quote-unquote easiest schedule uh, of this of the year because again in the NFL playing the easiest schedule still means you're playing in the NFL which you know, the, the, the number two or the uh, top five pick uh, in the NFL draft the year before it could be playing in the Super Bowl uh, come February. So this is the, the lead has the most parity for a reason. So I think that's really what it boils down to now. If and this is, you know, getting into other dimensions of this conversation, if Carson Wentz comes out and it just becomes evident after four or five games or so that this is just not a good fit, that Carson doesn't fit Scott's offense, Scott's offense doesn't fit Carson. It's just not working out for whatever reason. Uh, doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Just means you're not right for this job. Then maybe we could see Washington make the decision to go with Sam over Taylor because you now had really what 10, 12 weeks of experience with a young quarterback to teach him, see how he's absorbing everything. But that's going to be a decision that we really can't. We'll we'll speculate about it, right? If this team goes zero and four, we'll certainly talk about it. But on the inside, they're going to know how well Sam is absorbing the offense commanding it in in the meeting rooms uh, and whatever few reps he he might happen to get and that's how that decision will be made is he taking command he could be but i think on the depth chart no matter what i mean honestly chris in the building they could be like secretly like hey like we got to pull carson sam's right. probably going in over taylor but i right. think visibly on the depth chart it's still going to be taylor qb2 sam qb3 just because you want to keep the waters as calm as possible. Right. And Ron Rivera was very clear about that. But Ron Rivera has misled you know, and said things just to say things uh, all the time. So like, like, let's 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 call it what it is. Uh, here is, the, the, you know, the interesting thing that I was thinking about as you were pointing all that out. 
I wonder at some point, I like, I, again, I don't think it would happen week one. I don't think it would happen early in the season. And I'm talking about the battle for the backup quarterback, Howell over Heineke, meaning. But I do wonder, and I do think Scott Turner clearly wants to throw the pill long. He clearly wants to stretch defenses. Taylor Heineke can't do that. Sam Howell can do that. And Carson Wentz, we know, can do that. So I wonder, as like to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying, behind the scenes, if Sam's picking up the offense, if he's working scout team really well, if he's really clicking in training camp and the preseason games with calls and protections and all that stuff, and they see all the things that are impossible for us to really measure, mm -hmm. I wonder at some point, again, if Sam Howell does leapfrog and get a uniform on game day, say everything's going okay with Carson Wentz, I wonder if that does actually happen. Why? Because, again, how Howell is a better fit in this offense than Taylor Heineke is a better fit in this offense. And it's because of one thing. It's because of the long ball. Yeah, it's the arm talent. Absolutely. I think I think you hit the nail around right the head there. I think I would say like the closer we get to Halloween, the more likely that if there's a change of quarterback, it's Sam Howell versus Taylor Heineke yep. going in. Uh, the further away, you know, the earlier you get before Halloween, it's probably Taylor because the experiencing and everything we just kind of talked about. Uh, but I mean, if this thing goes down, because again, you know, you look at the 70% snap rate, right? If Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps for the offense this year, the Indianapolis Colts get a second round pick next year. So if you work that out math wise, you're talking like week 10 or 11 or so. I think that the Washington Commanders kind of need to make a decision. Like if you roll into week 11 and 12 with Carson Wentz, your starting quarterback. It needs to be because you believe that he can take you where you're trying to go this season and maybe next. If you go into week 10 or 11 and you're like, ah, Carson probably isn't it then you need to make a move, in my opinion. You need to go protect your draft assets. You need to put Sam Howell in there. And that's always, and again, that's hard because is that tanking? Is that really tanking or is that making a smart decision for the future of your team? That's where you know those conversations tend to go. Hopefully we're not even having this conversation in week 10, depending on bye weeks. This team is six or seven wins into the season and we can just kind of roll through uh, the rest of the year and look at Sam Howell as a development, developmental project. All right, no doubt. And he's got draft class mates, right, that should yes. make a more immediate impact on the commanders. So when we come back, we will break down the rest of Sam Howell's draft mates and the 2022 draft class for the commanders and give an overall grade right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Guys, first, it's Chris Russell and David Harrison for our friends at BlueNile.com. That's right. You know, Mother's Day is coming up. And if you have a great mom in your life or a special woman in your life that is a mom, uh, and maybe she's even the mother of your children, um, get her something really, really, really nice. Get her something that speaks subtle elegance. And the way you can do that is at BlueNile.com. They have fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high quality classic diamond rings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. If you're looking for a fine jewelry but having trouble choosing which option is right for you, Blue Nile has experts on hand 24-7 available via chat or phone to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Again, Mother's Day is approaching, guys. Get her something enduring. Again, the classic diamond stud earrings, if she likes that, elegant tennis bracelets, the birthstone, the birthstone pendants, and so much more available for you at BlueNile.com. And the website is incredibly easy to navigate with thousands of jewelry options, again, at every price 
point. So this Mother's Day, give mom or the special mom in your life something she'll treasure forever. With fine jewelry from BlueNile.com, Locked On Commander's listeners can get $50 off of a $500 purchase or more. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use the promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging so that it won't give away what's inside. Drop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast also brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Commanders fans, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day, along with David Harrison, who you can follow. Uh, for those of you that can watch the show on YouTube, you can see at dharrison82, at dharrison82. Be nice on Twitter, please. Be nice. At WrestleMania621 and the show at LO Commanders, at LO Commanders. Uh, I was taking command of the of the show Twitter uh, feed last weekend, yeah. and I, I hope I didn't blow out everybody's eyes with all the analytics and stuff that I was trying to uh, you know, you know pop up there. I mean, some good nuggets of information are out there on these yeah. guys, uh, David, and and now it's time you know to kind of break them down a little bit uh, further. You're going to get a chance to go to rookie minicamp on Friday at the Anova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia. So, of course, make sure, again, you're following David uh, not only on Twitter for, uh, at dharrison82, but reading what he uh, sees in person and on ground level at SI.com's Fan Nation. And, of course, we'll have a complete recap early next week of rookie minicamp. First chance to see these guys in burgundy and gold. Before we get to grades, I guess we'll go through the rest of the draft class and, and maybe spend a little bit more time because we have and really had the opportunity to do so. Percy Butler mm. was the only fourth-round pick. The team dumped out of the second fourth-round pick. Kid from Louisiana. We know he's fast. We know he's tremendous on special teams. I think he can cover. I yeah. don't know if he can tackle. Yeah. I don't know if Percy Butler is going to be a great player, but I have reason to believe I, I, I could see him being a little Bobby McCain-like once he figures it out. A little bit smaller, a little bit more of a dynamo, not afraid mm -hmm. to stick his nose in there. Whether he's the most technically sound guy or not, I don't know. But versatile enough where he could drop down uh, in the slot, drop down on a tight end, do all sort, or play that single high center field pencil eraser type safety position. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, athleticism, explosiveness, and, and 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 coverage. That's that's basically where where his talent is is right now. That's his wheelbase. I think that's what Washington is going to look for him to do. 
uh, Ron Rivera was was on with Julie and, and was was asked about that whole thing and and very bluntly said 53% of our snaps last year went to our third safety and 53%. So he'll probably play about 53% of the snaps. So you're going to find out if Percy Butler is, is, is good safety uh, for this defense or not very, very quickly, I think. But uh, yeah, looking at all the reports and the scouting reports, evaluations from, from some of these guys out there who do this for uh, a daily living tackling that, like you just said, tackling is, is his bugaboo uh, and pursuit angles sometimes, which usually if you're not a great tackler, Pursuit angles are part of that because the way you hit a player, the angle you hit a player is a big part of tackling. The question is going to be, is the effort to become a better tackler there? And if the effort is there, then the coaches will be able to make that a better part of his you know, skill set. Not saying he'll become a great tackler, but it'll definitely become improved if the willingness is there and the willingness does, uh, at least on the surface, appear to be there. And they're going to have the same problem they have with every tackler in the NFL, Chris, is uh, the NFL is restricted. Uh, contact in practices and training camp and everything so much for the safety got it of, of players but that's what you usually kind of see in the beginning of the season right as you see defenses taking a little bit more time to catch up uh, that's why if, if you've got teams out there if you're making picks and you got teams that rely on defense to win you might see a little bit of a slower start and unfortunately that's where Washington is you know it's interesting that you bring all that up I, I mean first of all I think he's a better tackler on special teams than he seems to be at safety and right. at least from some of the people that I've uh, talked to and heard from you know he's a willing tackler it's just like you said correcting some of those things but I remember a couple of years ago I'll just tell, tell a quick story you know Troy Apke had an amazing first training camp under Ron Rivera playing that free safety position everybody's like whoa whoa they got something here <laughs> because we knew how fast Troy Apke was as soon as the lights turned on and as soon as the bullets started flying for real Troy Apke was like a fish out of water with all yeah. the wrong angles and just wrong everything couldn't read and process and whatever and that's why they flipped him from safety to corner and really corner was just a way to kind of extra justify a special teams position so that will be the key for Percy Butler whether he can process not only the or improve on the tackling but like you said process some of the angles all right we okay. we spent some time of course on Sam Howell, uh, you again talked to Phil Longo on the last episode. So, uh, Commanders fans, make sure you go and check out David's conversation with the quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator for the University of North Carolina, more in depth on Sam Howell. So, we'll skip Sam uh, for now. I think we both agree it's a great value pick. I think everybody mm -hmm. thinks uh, that. But Cole Turner is an interesting fit, David. I was doing some digging on this after talking to Logan Paulson earlier this week. And, you know, he points out, and he's right, you know, you watch Nevada football, it's a spread off offense. Cole Turner does not block a lot in line. He does not right. line up as your traditional in-line tight end. That's going to be an adjustment unless Washington is willing to simply use him basically as a slot receiver or, you know how a lot of offenses will do the three by one. You know, we've talked about this with the, all the speedy receivers. You know, you'll have uh, you know, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, and say Curtis Samuel on one side said set side by side by side. And then you have like a tight end, presumably Logan Thomas, but maybe it'll be Cole Turner, the six, seven tight end out of Nevada split out wide. So he basically use him as a receiver or as a slot receiver who, Oh, by the way, happens to be six, seven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, receiving tight end, like you just said, like, like Logan said, um, I, I like the pick just because you go back to last year, even in the selection of John Bates, he was a guy that we had talked about leading up to the draft. Uh, and I like that pick because in Logan Thomas and Ricky Seals Jones, you kind of had receiving tight ends uh, that could be effective and provide a little bit of blocking skill as well. So you brought in John Bates, who coming out of Boise was kind of considered a better blocker than he was a receiver. But I mean, honestly, Chris, like you see what the coaching staff was able to do with him. Uh, and he and he flashed in the receiving game uh, a few times there and looked very impressive uh, compared to what you're supposed to get. So Cole Turner comes in. 
better receiver, less polished blocker. If the coaching staff can get some growth out of that blocking game the way they did out of John Bates' receiving game, then I think you've got two really solid tight ends. Uh, and, I, and I told Rio yesterday when I look at these guys, I think both of them, Bates and Turner, I think their ceiling is Cam Brate. And Cam Brate's not you know, Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey, but Cam Brate is a solid tight end uh, that can help you get some wins. You can be a good tight end in this league and be a productive player, even if you can't ball at the line of scrimmage. And maybe yeah. that's what, you know, not only Bates, but Samus Reyes is going to have to kind of figure out what his strength is, because based on what I saw last year during training camp and OTAs, David, it wasn't catching the rock. I can tell yeah. you that. Much. So he better, <laughs> he better be able to block and he better improve certainly in that area. Don't forget a new tight ends coach in Juan Castillo uh, replacing the retired and the great Pete Hayner uh, as well. No sixth round pick for Washington uh, that, you know, uh, 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 again, they had the two fifth round picks, Howell and Cole Turner. So we dropped to the seventh round and Chris Paul, a guard from Tulsa who can also play right tackle, can play both guard position. He can't really play the center spot. I think he's played also a little bit of left tackle, um, wants to really ideally be a guard or thinks he's best at guard. Yeah. Now, besides the name, the same as the basketball point guard and a comedian here in Washington, D.C. that I used to work with by the name of Chris Paul. Besides the name, he seems like a really interesting dude. He's a musician. He's got you know a video out. He's a, a composer. He's a writer. Uh, I talked to him briefly by email the other day. Uh, David, we're going to have him on at some point next week. He seems like a really interesting cat. The question yeah. is, is can he play? And, and the one thing I'll just say, Tulsa, you know, d don't think that it, that's small-time football. They can get mm -hmm. after it on that offensive line, and his running mate on that offensive line got picked in the first round by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely talent there, and, and you like the kid just talking to him. You like the personality, the approach. You know, he was asked a lot of questions and kind of uh, head-down workman-like attitude is what he presented, and that's, that's what you want to see out of a seventh-round pick, and that's going to give him uh, the best chances of being successful. All right, so Christian Holmes rounds up the draft class, and he's a cornerback. He told Ron Rivera on the phone when Ron called him, I'm the best corner in this draft class. Now, first of all, slow down. You're not. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, he is a press man corner. And, and again, going back to our conversations last offseason, this team wants to play more man coverage, and they tried to early on last year, and it was a disaster. So it looks like they're going to try again. Yep. Hey, I mean, keep going and getting guys that fit the, what you're trying to do and, yeah. and, and hope that something clicks. And in the seventh round, that's time to go do it. Yeah, I, I wonder what that means for Kendall Fuller long term. I mean, he's fine this year, but I wonder what that means for Kendall Fuller because he is far from great uh, in man coverage. We will have to see. All right, we'll come back and we'll give a uh, we'll give a grade for the uh, entire draft class for 2022 and a look at what's ahead this weekend right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But guys, summer is coming, and with summer, you need food on the go and built bars and built bar puffs are the perfect thing. To take with you on your family vacation. Throw them in your bags, keep them in your kids' backpack, just keep them out of the sun because they are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew and really good for you. Have you tried the Built Bar Pups yet? Oh, they're so tremendous. Banana cream pie, even churro, mm, cinnamon churro. 
wonderful. Built Bar Puffs, first ever protein-infused marshmallow. And of course, the Built Bars, they just keep coming out with new and different flavors all the time. If you check out Built.com, you're going to see the limited time flavors and what they've added to their permanent line. And when you go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off before you hit the summer vacation trail off your order at Built Bar. Built.com, I should say, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here, the Locked On Commanders podcast to wrap up the week, the post-NFL draft week, wrapping up our draft coverage for the year. Uh, find Chris on Twitter at WrestleMania61. I'm at DHarrison82, the show at LO Commanders. And Chris, we talked about all the picks. Now let's drop our final grades. I'll turn it over to you first. Uh, you can run down your list. We, Like I said, or like you said earlier, we already went through the first three picks, Dotson, Mathis and Robinson Jr. Just to refresh everybody's memory, you gave them a B for Dotson, B minus for Mathis, B plus for Robinson. Uh, let's hit up Butler, the rest of them, and let us know how you see this class turning out. Yeah, so for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it kind of conservatively here and say a B minus, David. I mean, I, I thought about maybe a C plus overall because sure, maybe they reached a little bit for some of those top guys as we've talked about. Uh, but again, reaches are only reaches if they are going by based on national rankings that are just ranking right. players based on talent and not fit and not scheme fits. And that's what I think is really, really, really important to remember here with Jahan Dotson, uh, Federian Mathis, Brian Robinson, and, and, and so on. I think the addition of Sam Howell obviously makes it a lot less uh, a, a lot more palatable in the in the outside draft analyst size. That's not why I gave them a B minus. I was I would probably give them a C plus if it wasn't for Howell, but it doesn't make as big of a difference for me as I think it will and has and did for everyone else like Mel Kiper and Pro Football Focus right. and all the other draft graders. To me, I'm going to go with a B minus. I think this class has potential to be good and good immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and my class grades, I mean, going back through, I gave Dotson a B, I gave Mathis a C plus, uh, I gave Robinson Jr. a B plus and, and Chris rounds four, rounds four and five, the three picks in there. I gave those all A's Percy Butler. I think this team needed some deep athleticism in the safety and the defensive backs group. I think Percy Butler adds that in there. So for the pick, I think, I think it fits exactly what they needed. So I'm gonna give that an A. We'll see how it works out. Sam Howell. I mean, you get a quarterback that has day two projections in round five, you're getting an A there. And then Cole Turner, same thing. I think he fits perfectly what that tight end group needed. So I give that an A as well. The round seven guys, I give them both Bs, Chris Paul and Christian Holmes. Plenty of athletic tools, uh, you know, but you don't look at them and say immediately they're going to contribute on this team necessarily, which gives the entire grade. I even have mine down to a GPA, Chris. I've got a 3.4 GPA Whoa. for the Washington Commanders, which that where I come 4. from. 0? Is a three is is a B plus. So that's so that's what I'm giving them is a B plus bordering on a minus there for the Washington Commanders. Look, I think when you look at this class, yeah, maybe they reached according to the draft experts and the outside media and now analysts, right? But I asked Coach Longo, I asked Coach Herb Edwards in, in an interview I did for Locked On Bucks. We heard it from Martin. We heard it from Ron. 
the draft is not all inclusive. The draft is not one size fits all. So when you evaluate quarterback Sam Howell and you say second round draft pick, da 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 da, that doesn't apply to every single team. You know what I mean? And I think what the Washington Commanders did is they came in and they had some very clear holes that they needed to fit or fill, and they filled those holes from a position group standpoint. The only thing that kept me from an A, Chris, off-ball linebacker. You didn't add any off-ball linebackers. I need an off-ball linebacker, so that's why you don't get the A. But maybe a little higher than most. But listen, if you if you guys have been listening a lot to on Commanders since last offseason, you already know I'm a hype guy. I love the excitement in the offseason and preseason. Every team's going to win the Super Bowl. So you know, so don't come here unless you, you want some optimism uh, out of me because I love seeing these guys compete, and I think that's what they got is they got a whole bunch of competitors. I like it. I wish you were my professor when I was in college. Yeah, oh, I'd be such an easy fun. grader. Oh, every kid would pass my class. It's not even a there's right, not even a doubt. A 3.4 out of 4.0. That's not bad. <laughs> uh and A's across the board for the fourth and fifth round picks. I love it. All right, that's David Harrison. I give the overall class a B minus, which I guess, you know, for me is 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 solid, right? Is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it it's it's good. I, and I, I I have lower expectations in general, but that's just me. All right, real quickly, you're going to be at rookie minicamp on mm. Friday. By the time people watch this, the entire rookie class might be signed to contracts. That usually happens before rookie minicamp, maybe outside of the third round pick. But right. you're going to see Sam Howell and the rest of the boys running around in shorts, no contact or anything like that. Are you excited? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, the quarterback just makes it all the more exciting. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Jahan Dotson speed in person. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the, in the draft process. I was he was one of the guys I went into the senior bowl really looking to watch, but he didn't play. He didn't show up for whatever reason. It, that's his prerogative or maybe he was you know medical or whatever the reason was. Uh, and that's fine. So this will be my first opportunity to really see him in person, uh, which is what I want to do is con- compare what I saw on tape to what you see in the human being. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see Percy Butler. I want to see how he moves, how fluid maybe he can be. Obviously, he's not going to be hitting anybody, not going to be tackling. But I want to see if that projection translates on the field. And then, yeah, man, I mean, Sam, you have you have one of the quarterbacks. You have one of the quarterbacks in this draft class. Uh, that's, he's not a Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? He, he's mm-hmm. he's he's not a, a Jack Cone, I think. is. I know it's Cone. I think I don't can't remember. It's yeah, Jack, Jack Cone. From, You're right. Yeah, from, from Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Like he's, he's from one Sayville, of the big. Long Island. From Sayville, Long Island. There you go. And look, he was one of my favorite late late draft or UDFA quarterbacks as well. But, you know, when and whenever you have one of the quarterbacks, it's like one of the guys. I know we had like four or five of the guys talked about in this year's class. But still, whenever you have that position and you have that player, it's just exciting to see. So definitely looking forward to seeing Sam Howell. I uh, saw so him at the Senior Bowl, so I actually have a little bit of in-person material to, con- to compare it to. Want to see what he looked like versus or now versus the Senior Bowl. Limited, you know, exposure, but, you know, won't make too much of it. But definitely looking forward to seeing the difference. All right. That is David Harrison. He'll have boots on the ground in Ashburn on Friday afternoon for rookie mini camp and college tryouts and the undrafted free agents and some first year uh, selected veterans. So make sure you check him out at D Harrison 82 uh, for Twitter as well. SI.com's fan nation. He'll be writing about his experience and what he saw there. And then we'll have a full recap when we return Uh, for the early part of next week. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again, Commanders fans, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first watch of the day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen and watch. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, uh, Tony Wiggins, and more, plus local uh, Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no off-season for real fans, so make sure... You're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube. 
and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back after the weekend again with a complete rookie mini camp review and more. If you want to hop in 301-615-3577 or locked on Washington commanders at gmail.com for David Harrison, again, covering the Washington commanders for SI.com's fan nation. I'm Chris Russell and after the Russell and her show on the team, not Eddie and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, be kind to one another and thank you for joining us right here on the locked on commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.